Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. The podcast for creative thinkers and doers, New Amsterdam Radio starts now. Flobo Voice here in the mayor's office on a very interesting January afternoon New Year is only a couple of days old, and I already feel like I'm just hitting that ground running, which is a brilliant feeling to have, a great feeling. It actually gives me a sense of renewal. I'm not even burnt out. I can't believe it. <laughs> and it tells me that I'm going to have good fortune down the pipe. How is everyone doing? What are you working on? I love to know. You hit me up at that new Amsterdam on that Instagram and that new underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter, newamsterdam.com. My guest is a frequently collaborator of the show, a friend of the show, if you will, Decentricity, talking about Debaya, which we have discussed on this show before. Go back and check out some of the past episodes. You want a bit of a primer about, about what Debaya is, but Debaya just celebrated its launch. So it was really cool to speak with Decentricity after the launch of the bio network and what that means for potential clients and labs down the line. And we have a bit of more insight of a separate project called Reality Chain. So you don't want to miss this episode. Well, before I get to that, just got to say, if you want to support the show, there's many ways you could do that. Hit up flowbeto.threadless.com. That's flowbeto.threadless.com and get yourself a dope new Amsterdam t-shirt. And all this episodes and all the archive interviews are available on patreon that's patreon.com slash flobo boys we call it the boisterous crew unlock show notes and more by becoming a monthly patreon subscriber please do that that's how you can support the homie but enough of me rambling now it's again it's my chat with these interesting Welcome back to the Amsterdam Radio. Happy New Year, creatives. And well, I'm being joined by one of the most creative people I've known. She's on the show before talking about things that blew my mind, but let's get down to business. We're talking to the CEO of the Bio Network. Please welcome Pantu. Welcome back. You know what? I want to say it's been, what, three months since you were on my show last or even less than that. And it feels mm-hmm. like forever. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. A lot of things have happened. Yeah. Yeah. And good things, I hope. Good things, though. Good things, though. Well, except for Omicron, but yeah. Yeah. Well, well, last time we spoke, you're actually in the United States now, going on almost like a speaking tour about your many different projects. How's that going? Right. That's uh, that's going well. Uh, I spoke at NFT NYC. I also spoke at the Central Fund Miami. Uh, I'm currently still in Miami. Uh, I have another event coming up next uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, mm-hmm. and um, there's uh, I'm going to be speaking for a TV show. Um, oh wow! Around February or March. Okay. Is, is it all about the blockchain space? Is it about yeah, the bio? What, what exactly is that? What are you being requested for? Why do you need your expertise on it specifically? I'm, I'm going to be speaking um, about the bio uh, and the, shows, um, the show is going to be aired on CNBC. It's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, uh, the, so, uh, all right. So this is, this is, we just signed the deal. So I, I, I can't really tell you more, but it's going right. to be CNBC. Uh, it's going to be uh, like the, the host is someone you'd know. Okay. 
I'll, I'll, I'll send over some details later. But you've heard it here first. Oprah's going to be. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let's talk about Dubai, man. Because I we talked about Dubai on the show specifically before, and it's so cool because I like about what New Amsterdam Arena is about. It's speaking with creatives and entrepreneurs on their products. But Dubai is growing day by day, bit by bit. Right now, where do you think the state of Dubai is going, and where it's going to be headed? Dubai actually just launched uh, its mainnet, and we just launched it a couple of weeks ago. Congrats. Uh, we also, thank you. <laughs> and we got listed uh, on two exchanges, Ref Finance and Mex, uh, MEXC. Uh, and um, we are currently uh, at uh, an early stage of uh, basically launch. Uh, so we are uh, accepting any inputs uh, about the features. One of the main features that we're really proud of is uh, the ability for you, uh, if you don't have any labs, on Dubai, on your Dubai application, uh, where you're at, you can actually request labs. You can request labs to come in, or you can request labs to to land or uh, get onboarded into Dubai. Uh, and uh, you can do that by uh, a mechanism of token staking. Now, uh, mm-hmm. if you've been doing DeFi uh, for the past few years, you'd know that token staking is a way where you put in tokens. There's a technique where you put in tokens and uh, you stake them and you get rewards in return. Uh, there's uh, earnings uh, based on that. Um, now, this is actually the same mechanism, but in addition to that, uh, it actually helps us onboard labs onto the platform. And it also gives you basically the the service you request. Like if you're requesting genetic testing services, uh, you don't have any labs uh, around you, you can request by basically staking uh, a pile of the bio tokens. And once the labs come in, um, the service uh, request is uh, accepted, and you can basically uh, do the rest of what Dubai can do, uh, which is uh, basically submit your sample, and uh, you can receive your result in return. In, in return, like that's so, as simple as that. Yeah. Let's take a step back for those who are not familiar with the concept of the bio. Being sure. able to put bioinformatics in your own hand, what was the original idea, the original concept, the original spark that said we need this platform for individuals today? We uh, saw a problem and we wanted to solve it. The primary problem being that you don't own your genetic data when you're actually sequencing your genes with um, 23andMe, Ancestry.org, all, all those uh, personal genetic testing companies. Um, they get your data, uh, they link it with your KYC. It's linked within, because you know the, the ordering system uses KYC. So uh, we, we decided to find a way, hey, how can we use blockchain to basically solve this? And uh, the primary thing that we found is, um, first of all, we needed to de-link KYC and the uh, data itself. Mm-hmm. KYC never enters the system, never enters the chain. Um, the DNA itself is also uh, linked only to your private key. So uh, if you sequence, if you do anything that is, uh, um, you know, uh, requires biomedical testing, the results of the test, the reports are basically uh, encrypted with your uh, uh, public key, so that you are the only person who can who can encry- decrypt it. Sorry, with the private key, uh, mm-hmm. and so that's that makes the data sovereign. And the next step is that uh, the monetization of the data. Um, like before the bio, uh, any kind of data that you monetize on, like your genetic data, uh, you can't monetize it yourself. The only way you can monetize is like you know if you own a lab. Uh, and, and the labs, you, you monetize it based on, you know, you selling these research data to uh, other companies who are doing the research. What we're trying to do and what we've built basically is uh, something that allows users um, to have this control, uh, absolute control over that set of data. So when that data is sold, the value always goes back to the owner of the data. 
So that's the sort of the way the bio uh, is built uh, and how we are building it. Um, and uh, you know, this this first step, this first launch is basically uh, bridging sort of the world of Web three or DeFi with the real world, so to speak, uh, real business, real businesses that provide personal genetic testing and biomedical testing um, by basically uh, showing demand in, in terms of staking, user uh, staking, um, and basically get labs to come in uh, because they see the demand uh, as real tokens, uh, as uh, as real tokens that they can basically see on the chain. So let's get more into that, the actual concept of staking on the client side or the end user side. What's yeah. that look like when someone decides to do that? Uh, is, it, is it a particular token that's accepted or is it kind of an exchange program? What, how does that work? That's a good, that's a very good question. Uh, Dubai is currently tradable for multiple tokens, of course. Uh, you can buy Dubai with Near, you can buy Dubai with USDT as well. Uh, so everything is swappable. Um, um, but like just just in terms of uh, the lab request, requesting a lab to basically uh, like it's a lot like uh, crowdfunding, right? You're crowdfunding a lab, to, right? So it's similar to what Kickstarter does, but it starts with the user first. Uh, you live, for example, I don't know Miami Beach. There is no labs in Miami Beach, or at least there's no labs that are onboarded to the bio in Miami Beach. You open the application, and there's there's nothing. Um, there's no lab, uh, but it doesn't stop there. You can basically just request, hey, I want a lab to come. I want to stake some tokens so that labs would basically uh, uh, take my service. Uh, and what I want is genetic testing service. Or if I want is, uh, I want pharmacogenetic testing, which is, you know, uh, or or some other type of uh, biomedical testing. I put that in. I basically uh, put it in one of the categories that we provide. <clears throat> and I place tokens there. So I'm willing to pay 1,000 Dibayo to actually have uh, services, these kinds of services. Now, uh, that token is kept in an escrow. And that escrow uh, basically waits for the lab to come in. Lab uh, can claim that, that escrowed funds and say that, hey, I can provide these services. I am taking the funds and I am uh, basically, you can you can basically send me uh, the sample. Okay, so once that is done, <clears throat> um, I am contacted via the application. There's, an, there's uh, on the ap application you can see that this request has been accepted. So I am just sending in my sample physically. And these are physical samples. So if it's a genetic testing sample, you can just swap the insides of your cheeks and then send the swap over. Um, the, the sending uses no KYC. It's sent to the lab address. And it only uses a code, alphanumeric code, uh, that is a simplified version of like your, well, not simplified, but like a representation of your public key plus the sample. Um, and the labs receive it, the labs do the sequencing, do whatever they want with the sample and uh, send it back, again, without knowing your name. Uh, everything is still anonymous. Once it's sent back, it is encrypted with your public key and you're the only person who can decrypt it with your private key. And sending it back is, of course, through IPFS, which is a technology which is decentralized storage. So uh, you would be able to always receive the results um, um, and you are the only person who can do that. Um, this is sort of the way, this is one part of it. The other part of it is the monetization of data. Uh, the, the data that you receive uh, can be aggregated with other data sets and uh, sold um, with your permission. You are basically uh, selling data into the platform and it is sold in the form of what is called data tokens. Data tokens are the ones that are going to be, you know, that's, that's uh, being used by the labs. Once someone buys the data tokens, they receive the uh, genetic data set. 
um, and uh, uh, well, they don't receive it directly. They receive access to the genetic data set so yeah. they can send in algorithms. So um, this is uh, like, it's a huge data set. It's a table, uh, it's, a, it's a huge table of data sets that uh, you can basically send algorithms into. You run the algorithms on top of the, uh, on top of the uh, set of data. Like for example, the algorithm can be as simple as uh, search for this gene, let's say like breast cancer gene, sex. Right. Breast cancer gene sex. Search for that gene um, in the entire population and give us the prevalence of this this these genes in individuals. So like twenty percent of people have it, thirty percent of people have it, or something. You get results in the in the in the form of a report, and that report just says that okay, twenty percent. It doesn't give you like the genes down uh, in a way that is downloadable, to and this preserves privacy as well. Uh, it just gives you the report. And so that's that's sort of. Um, Long and short of it, that's that's the way Dubai was uh, created. This is one of the first. I think this is the first in the world that that's actually using this 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 type of uh, mechanism. I don't think anyone else is doing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it's really cool, and I I, I like people to try it out. Um, staking uh, in this way is probably the first time staking has been used in this way. DeFi has been. Uh, Staking is a common mechanism in DeFi. It's just not used for right. uh, real-world mechanisms, and we're trying to do it uh, for the real world, uh, real businesses. It, so that actually begs the question: because it's a, a unique application of staking, do you have to then, in case make, make it around, make it look like a, like a wrapper? Do you have like a, an app or a, a website to make it easier accessible for someone who may be staking for the first time ever? Sure. Uh, the application itself is actually built in a way that is uh, quite. Um, Quite friendly. Uh, okay. The once once you go to the Dubai network and just open the application, there's a there's a button that brings you to the application. Uh, the application is uh, quite easy to use. There is probably a sort of a learning curve in terms of actually getting wallets to do to use it because we used something called the Polkadot wallet. So you need to download as a Chrome extension something called the Polkadot wallet first before you can interact with the application. Uh, but yeah, if you if you are um, familiar with crypto, so to speak, you 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 it's 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 super easy to basically get on the platform. And uh, once you're on the platform, it's actually easy to like take a look. Uh, okay, this is uh, what what we have. This is what we're going to do. Uh, this is uh, you can request labs, and uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, we try to make it easy to use. Uh, there are videos available online as well. Uh, if you go to the Bio Network, uh, our Twitter. Uh, the tutor actually shows uh, you exactly what to do uh, in a video. Uh, you just you can just follow the video. Yeah, excellent. Uh, I know there must be a little bit of a pushback. Maybe I'm assuming this between labs. I know for a long time there was a certain way of doing things. Mm -hmm. it sounds like a status quo. I got my guy, the insurance company on the phone. Why do I change? What's that been like? Tailing labs. Look, there's a whole new way to reach a whole new uh, customer base. Yeah, uh, it's 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 quite uh, interesting the way. A lot of them actually push back towards the technology itself, like with crypto. Um, um, and we bridge that in a way that is like more customized for our labs. So we help them onboard into like the crypto ecosystem as well. But that is actually part of why this is so exciting because I'm bringing people who are no coiners, like they're, they're, they're not familiar with free, not familiar with anything blockchain or crypto. And uh, uh, I'm bringing them onboard into this ecosystem. now. Uh, the way we try to ensure that they understand um, the value is by our very design. Uh, the map that shows uh, the demand throughout the world, um, like the demand in your area 
for uh, for labs. Uh, it that is a real market. That is real money. That is uh, real. It's 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 money that you can basically utilize. Uh, and you know, it's it's liquid. Uh, so um, it it it's sort of like uh, we we saw that uh, there will be pushback coming from the traditional infrastructures, but you know, traditional infrastructures all like you know uh, money. <laughs> I mean. <Right. laughs> The market is there, like uh, uh, bringing people on board uh, requires the market to be there. So we're pushing for the market to show to like in the, in the form of staking. Yeah. What's been the biggest fear by them? What, what is it afraid of? Like you said, it's money, right? Why, why are they involved? Yeah. Uh, a lot of them uh, are uh, very traditional in terms of actually, um, you know, uh, many of them are not very conversant in terms of like the uh, uh, staking mechanisms as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, what is staking? Like we do need to actually uh, explain to them what it is, but yeah. most of them actually understand once we actually uh, explain what staking actually is, like it's, 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 it's money that is locked within that escrow. And uh, it's, uh, and as long as we uh, frame it in a way that is similar to like, you know, it's a, it's like Kickstarter. Uh, it's, it's, it's crowdfunding. Um, it's crowdfunding for you to come. Basically, yeah. so uh, it's uh, it helps them to understand. Um, some of the concerns also is, of course, related to uh, crypto. Uh, the way you know cryptocurrencies have been portrayed in the media as well is sure. something that needs to be needs to be approved. Uh, and uh, that that actually you know that that is uh, something that's not a challenge for just our project, but all the projects that are trying to access the traditional markets. So yeah. we are, uh, that is like, we're, we are sort of evangelizing how um, crypto um, can basically help uh, the, the real world and uh, help businesses, uh, not just bioinformatics, but like uh, all other businesses as well. So we, we're sort of evangelizing as well. Uh, that's that's sort of something that we need to do necessarily. Um, but yeah, uh, otherwise, I think there's, uh, uh, we, we have, uh, we have, um, there's a there's huge potential here, and there's yeah. huge potential that we can we can reach. Um, I think uh, it's it's sort of a matter of, uh, of uh, getting getting people to understand how. Um, I think we're we're doing it in the best way, which is like actually hitting hitting straight into what what they uh, require, which is proof that a market exists, proof that demand exists, basically. Yeah. Uh, the dbio.network site has a fantastic blog with uh, or information about situation we're talking about, about how to stake and how to bridge your funds from ETH to dbio. But on the next question on CEO on a marketing level, you mentioned it just now in your last response about there is a perception on for the layperson of what crypto is. And mm -hmm. so I know you have a specific, specific application, but how do you get to educate individuals who only know crypto from the quote unquote crypto bros or what they saw last year or meme stocks or something along those lines? I, I I get where they're coming from because like the meme stocks and uh, like they, they make money for you directly, right? Like even though like they can also wreck you directly. directly. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's super dangerous because it's volatile. And we're, we're not chasing after volatile, uh, volatility here at Dibayo. We're not looking for like a quick buck. This is a very long-term project. Uh, we are growing an ecosystem uh, from scratch. No one else is actually doing what we're doing. Uh, and uh, that's... that's uh, Okay, so your question is how to convince them. Um, so well, more the marketing side. I mean, convincing yeah. is kind of an energy thing, but like, how do you position yourself to say, "Hey, look, this is actually a mature application, and not just, hey, bro, we're a hotel gang." You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, we show. Uh, depends on the person. Like, we can show them the like 
if if we're uh, if we're talking more to like the deaf community, uh, we would show them the technologies basically that we have under the hood. <clears throat> Everything from privacy computing to a, a lot of the other things that we we have uh, the data tokens. Uh, all of these these architectures are are are, are cutting edge, and uh, mm -hmm. that's that's sort of like we we try to show that. That's one of the just one of the reasons I'm doing the TV show. It's it's uh, sort of an in-depth look at what we're doing. Um, so um, that's one. Um, but like from a marketing perspective, we simplify it by you know you can get a test at home. Uh, you can sample yourself. You can basically keep yourself private. Uh, if you don't want people to know about your data, you can have people not know about your data. And uh, you can monetize your own data, your own uh, genomic data sets. And uh, this is this is something that no one else can do. That's sort of uh, the way we, we frame it and, and show it to people who are uh, sort of afraid of what the crypto part is. Um, and uh, these these are basically uh, it's like two sides of a coin, two two sides of the coin, right? But like it's it's actually the same thing. Uh, both arguments basically highlight that we're not just crypto. Mm -hmm. Like uh, our technologies, the cutting edge technology that I mentioned, those are not just cryptocurrency technologies. Uh, like privacy computing is not a cryptocurrency technology. It's actually a very advanced uh, technology to ensure that uh, you can we can basically help you access data without basically you taking the data away from us. So privacy computing is actually something that is, uh, you know, quite, quite advanced in that area. And, and from the, you know, uh, from the usability perspective, the, you know, testing perspective, that is, that also shows that's not just crypto, um, because there is actually a real world element to this, which is very strong, mm -hmm. which is basically sampling and then sending in, uh, you know, uh, your own genetic material. It's a whole new model. It's a it's totally, Hundred percent new model, and that yeah. that model is uh, yeah, that's something we're we're trying to uh, show the world that this is something that is uh, not just possible, but uh, can make the industry thrive, and provide sort of an alternative, uh, the only alternative to what what you know the big biotech companies are are starting to become. One of the cool things about hanging out with CEOs is that innovation is like pff, every day for you. Uh, and I like the fact that you're, you're coming with something that hasn't really been done, but how do you in, in, in put the mechanisms to future-proof your investment or business? Things can change all the time. DeFi language can change. A lab buy-in can change. How do you put in like benchmarks or fail-safes to, to navigate those waters? I think something that's very important with, uh, with the DeFi network itself is that it's not just one application, it's actually a platform for applications. Uh, we have several applications. One of the, the first application is of course the staking application. You stake to basically with Lab, but that's not the only one. Uh, the, the mechanism to uh, put in like your electronic medical records and ensuring that it is stored, it is also another, uh, another way, that, uh, sorry, another application. Um, so uh, because we're not just developing a one DAP, one decentralized application. We are developing an entire platform of DApps. So uh, we are quite agile uh, in terms of uh, what would be, uh, you know, uh, what would be needed of the, in, in, well, what would be fashionable as well in the, in, in the future uh, in this field. Uh, so that, that flexibility lends itself uh, extremely well to uh, the way we construct these things. Uh, so, um, we uh, are a platform for bioinformatics. We're just built on blockchain uh, and we are doing this end to end. It's not just the data part, but also the, you know, even the generation of the data, even the ordering, even the storefront, uh, everything that we have built. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think uh, it's, it's totally future proof because uh, it, 
when when uh, this is when when trends change, uh, the underlying infrastructure usually remains the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like different applications are needed to to do it. So yeah, it's a uh, it's uh, the flexibility is there. It's built in. With the launch, have you, have you seen trends in the in the kind of uh, clientele you've been seeing, or the kind of labs you've been buying in, size, uh, locations? Asia mostly currently because I'm 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 from Asia, so there there's a lot more attraction there. Uh, we have Indonesia, Vietnam. Um, what else? Oh, there are several countries as well. Um, I think it's on the map. Um, we have a lab from Indonesia that's 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 already a partner, full partner of us. We are talking with labs in Singapore as well, uh, and uh, yeah. So Asia seems to be uh, strong for this. Um, I do want to highlight to your listeners that this is 100% international, like uh, it's global. If mm-hmm. you're anywhere you are, you can basically log into Dbio, and if you want to help us, uh, just take an amount of Dbio to get labs in, and uh, that's uh, that's taking translates directly to uh, your to services that you can use uh, services that. That genetic testing services, whatever testing, whatever medical testing services that you are requesting in the state. So yeah. uh, that that staking is a is a mechanism that 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 is worldwide and uh, would lead to uh, get better help from labs worldwide. And if someone wants to do that right now, what they go about doing that? Just the website. Just go to the website. Uh, there, there's an article on the. I, I think you just mentioned it. Blog.dbio.network. Mm-hmm. There's an article there about like basically sourcing, getting the bio, and then staking it. Um, how to do it. Um, yeah, uh, just following uh, the steps in that article. With, I think it's the last, it's the latest one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's one of the articles on the blog, blog.dbio.network. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's sort of it. That's, that's sort of uh, what you need to do. Uh, with the launch, I got to ask, so what's the outlook look like over the next 12 months? Any plans uh, for any kind of growth, any kind of new features? Like what sure. are you looking for? There's actually a ton of uh, new features that are that are slated. Uh, we're uh, of course, first of all, we're onboarding labs. That's uh, that's uh, something we are constantly doing anyway. Um, with of course the help of the users. So uh, the more you stake, the more labs we can basically get onboarded. Um, and uh, additionally, we are uh, creating features that that uh, would sort of strengthen the value of the data that you generate. So um, we have electronic medical records. You can upload your own electronic medical records. You can uh, sort of redact it yourself and remove your name that, uh, to ensure that it's anonymous. Uh, and uh, you can basically sell that uh, data along with your genetic uh, data. So it basically heightens the, the sort of value of the data. And these are aggregated data sets. So I'm not just selling one. I'm selling like we're, we're, we're all, the platform is basically selling hundreds of data at once. And hundreds, these hundreds of data points are used by research companies. So um, that's uh, something we're implement. We are currently implementing in the next few weeks. Um, we are uh, the data tokens mechanism is going to be something that is uh, improved as well. So we're trying to get uh, data sets that are more granular. Um, like instead of just like genetic data, we can have like um, genetic data of women 13 to 25 self-reported in New York or whatever. So, or, um, or uh, things like that related to like, we can cut up the data, uh, whichever way we like. And the way we cut up the data is something that, you know, that actually heightens the value of the data and actually uh, connects directly to research companies. Um, and yeah, um, another uh, partnership that, that you know, uh, people 
uh, need to know that uh, is that we're also collaborating with research companies. Um, we have one, which is actually the same lab that is actually doing the genetic testing. It's called um, uh, Genomic DRC, Y-A-R-S-I. Uh, so mm -hmm. Genomic DRC is a, is a research lab who does research. Uh, so they're also accessing our data sets. So uh, yeah, within the next 12 months, you'll see a lot of those coming on. Um, that's, uh, yeah, and that's going to be very exciting. Um, uh, again, like I mentioned before, it's so cool to see Dobio's growth, even the short time that I have become aware of the platform and it, and it continues to grow. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's cool to see it beyond. I'm like, oh, is there day one or, or day five or day six? Whatever. But that, that's not the only project you're working on. We're talking about this before you we went live today. Right. It's also, you're also building your own metaverse? Like, it's yeah, all the rage, but this is actually pretty dope. Uh, reality chain, tell me about it. Yeah, I've, had, I've been in the metaverse for like over 11 years. Um, I think it's 12 years this year. Um, I've, I was in Second Life for a while, um, and uh, you know I'm an I'm an advisor to this, so I did I did uh, basically conceptualize it. You can call me a founder of the idea, I guess. But like, uh, yeah, there's a team working on it. Uh, it's called Reality Chain, Reality Chain .io. and uh, Reality Chain is actually quite cool uh, because it 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 is a it, we're starting with a 2D metaverse. Why we're start, the the reason we're starting with 2D is to ensure that you can use your phones to access it. Like you can use like mobile devices. Um, so we don't think like the metaverse should always be that immersive. Um, you should be able to use like to access the metaverse and uh, use an experience that is super light for your device. And uh, something that you can basically, you know, you're in line at a Walmart, uh, you're waiting, you're waiting and you're just, you know, whip out your phone and you're on the metaverse. Uh, you don't have to wear weird glasses. Um, that We start with that, uh, that an original concept. And then we realized that one of the primary things that, that the metaverse, that at least the blockchain metaverse has issues with, uh, is the concept of multiple chains. There are, there are multiple blockchains currently. It's not just Ethereum. There, and even in the Ethereum ecosystem, there's Polygon. Yeah, there's, um, and the, 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 the issue with, basically having these many chains is that the metaverses actually have different chains and they're not interoperable with each other. So mm -hmm. uh, we, we built reality chain to be like a metaverse where you can be on one metaverse and you're on the near chain, near protocol, which is a blockchain. You yeah. walk over to another uh, part of the island or another island and or teleport there and you're suddenly on the uh, Ethereum blockchain. Oh, wow. So, so different islands can be different blockchains. Um, and that is actually 100% possible. There's already, like, think of it, think of the metaverse as a browser, right? And the islands as sites that you visit, like websites that you visit, right? Mm -hmm. And each website can be different on different chains. So why can't every island be on different chains? Like, you know, like if you, if you go to, I don't know, like you go to uh, uh, one um, uh, rough finance, which is, which is on near, on a website, and then you go to Uniswap, um, you connect to your Ethereum wallet. Now, we're doing the same thing, yes, with a metaverse. So it's a multi-chain metaverse. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds sounds super geeky, but the, the, the primary point of this is that it, it promotes interoperability. And finally, um, we want to make a, sort of not just a metaverse, but a metaverse builder. So if you have a community or you have a company, uh, especially in the crypto space, and you want to create your own metaverse, all you have to do is stake tokens, stake our tokens. So we have a token called real tokens and real tokens can be staked. 
to generate a metaverse on top of it. And the metaverse basically has all the land, all the designs, and that that is basically something that you are selling. Uh, you can you can basically use it to fundraise for yourself. You can basically like you can make it a business. Like you 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 have your own metaverse now. You can you can sell your own land. Like it could be like you know the flowable metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> With you and all of your friends, uh, you can just give out the land, or you can make it a business. Uh, the global well, metaverse. Both of you to assume that I have friends, but it reminds me about Discord used to be, like, or how it is. You can have your own little right. corner, and then you can have, have your own corners. Own corner. Exactly, exactly. Yes. So. Uh, that must have been fun to say, okay, look, yeah, we've sure. seen metaverses. We've seen, I mean, the ones you put me onto was pretty awesome, right? Uh, uh, crypto yeah. and all that. But, but, but to see your own isometric 8-bit sprite presentation was in front of <laughs> yeah. design. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of cute. It's, uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, you, you you guys can actually try the demo now. There's actually a demo live. Uh, just follow us on Twitter, Reality Chain, and like there's some links to the demos and some videos as well. We we just did like a couple of uh, end-of-year events and like New Year's Day events. Like we, we, we're sort of like an EO now. Like the team is like an EO, like an event yeah. organizer team like we we, we uh, just you know uh, we just allow people to have events in our metaverse and it's currently still a demo but like you can already interact you can stream uh, music uh, into the world uh, we've had some amazing DJs we should have you on Flobo actually <laughs> that'd be kind of fun well I was about to ask that how does that look like in this particular metaverse having your events and getting people to come in with try the new metaverse first and then say here come out here to party okay Okay, uh, it looks uh, it looks similar to it looks similar to the previous metaverse that that, that we uh, that we visited. Uh, for, it's a streaming uh, it's a streaming screen that mm -hmm. is in world that uh, that people can also interact in world in front of the screen. They can they can talk to each other. They can chat with each other. Uh, uh, they that it's it's uh, and you know you listen to music. You can dance as well um yeah, and it's it's kind of funny because some of them are actually just using their phones to interact um and um and we get we we have the potential to actually get more people to come in because it's uh easier to jump in like you just uh enter a link and then you're in um we are uh you know going to be improving some loading time issue it takes a while to load especially on a slow uh internet like a slow connection uh but uh, yeah, actually, thank you so much for opening that. Yep, yeah. there, there's a sort of a yeah. That's so. Reality. Although in the audio version, I brought up a little bit of uh, the demo website, uh, realitychain.io, and you see a digital representation of our guest today, Citricity, walking around, having the time for life, frolicking <laughs> in the grass. Here. It's sort of an old version of the application, but like yeah. Uh, okay. For the, for those of you on the audio version, we're going to look at uh, a video of how it is inside Reality Chain, and people are yep. going to town. Is that disco? That's me in the middle. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, well, we're, we're, we're uh, sort of fixing that. Like, we, we want to have, like, the text box sort of to decide so it doesn't cover the entire screen. But you can see there's actually a street. There's there's a guy there who's streaming, like, uh, streaming in-world. And uh, everyone, <laughs> like, the, you have the sound muted, but, like, there's actually music playing. And, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So um, there's... Uh, 
a DJ booth. Uh, people can dance. There's like customizable dancers. Um, and uh, we're also implementing like sort of like uh, NFTs to um, uh, you know, wearable NFTs, like avatar NFTs, and also like um, movement NFTs. Uh, so you can basically buy NFTs that actually confirm movement to your avatars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it's it's fun. It's hundred percent like sort of like in, in this era of the pandemic and lockdowns. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only way we party. So. And, and, yeah, it's, it's true. And it's available now on on Android devices, Apple devices, uh, or you can you can use uh, you can actually just use your Android browser or your Android oh. or browser. So this is a web based application. This is oh wow. That's, that's sort of like uh, take a look at that. This entire thing is web based. Uh, so you don't have to download anything, which is this is this is sort of uh, the, the the way we want to do it. Like you just you just you go to you go to a place and then you find like a short link or a QR code. You scan it and then you're in world. That's it. That's that's all you have to do. You don't have to download uh, anything. I'm cracking up because as a DJ, uh, decentricity is in the worst spot, which is behind the DJ. <laughs> it's like, no. hey, play play something else. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Well, if you notice, there's actually two of me. Like one is one oh, in front of the DJ, and one one is like behind the. Oh, DJ. you guys got clones out there. That's pretty cool. I got clones. Up <laughs> here, still. See, there's like. Oh, yeah, there's two of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, cool. it's, it's fun. It's it's something that I'm doing for like sort of a. a um, it's sort of a passion project of mine. My primary focus is, of course, the DeFi network. Uh, it's just like I'm advising this, and um, I actually came up with the idea of creating 2D metaverse uh, back in April, and uh, sort of uh, came up with like the mechanism to basically generate metaverses as well through staking. So um, yeah, we, me and my partner. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean that's uh, that's the other thing I'm doing. <laughs> to be decentricity, to be traveling, to sharing the, the the gospel of what this is all about. This is a life I want. Uh, <laughs> you are doing it, and you continue. To... <laughs> it, it gets really tiring. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, 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 I don't to sleep. I, think, I yeah. do half the stuff, and I'm always exhausted. So I can I can, I can, I can imagine. I'm saying, like vitamins, I need a lot of vitamins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, Monster energy drinks. Monster energy drink, coffee. I think I'm on my fourth cup today, so I I I totally get I get that life, man. And it's not even it's it's 10 a.m. as I record this here on the West Coast, so I totally got it. So thank again, thanks again for being on the show, New Amsterdam Radio. Now you have so many things happening, so many irons in the fire. But if someone's listening now and they want to interact with the bio or reality chain, how'd they go about doing that? Uh, we're we're mostly on Twitter, uh, and uh, we we also have websites for both projects. Uh, Dbio Network is dbio uh, dbio dot network uh, uh, on the website, and you can find all of our like social pages on that site as well. Um, and the reality chain is realitychain.io. Um, on Twitter, it's just reality chain. Just find reality chain, you'll find it. Um, uh, I'm decentricity on Twitter, uh, sort of my nickname. Um, the, just, you know, I'm also decentricity on like LinkedIn and the other stuff as well. So, um, yeah, um, see you, see you online, see you in the world, see you in the metaverse. Oh, so many cool things that happen. This is why I love having you on the show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, I love this. We should, we should talk about Star Trek next, though. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, look, Commander's Log is on a break. Uh, my other my sister's show, Commander's Log, we talk about Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery is on a hiatus. So, anytime you want to jump on and talk about Star Trek, we can really make that happen. Let's do that. Let's do that.
Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. 